All right, welcome back. My name is Dr. Spencer Erickson with Tempe Chiropractic, and this is the Life Without Fear podcast. What we're going to do today is I'm going to review my new favorite book, which is Alan Carr's uh, The Easy Way to Quit Emotional Eating. Now, it may not look like it, but I'm an emotional eater. Uh, I know I'm a small guy. I've got a very small frame, and um, I'm not a really fat guy. You know, I'm not a big, huge guy. And so uh, people assume that when I talk about this stuff that it's it's with hyperbole or that, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I am, however, a 46-year-old male, and I have I suffer from the same, you know, uh, problems as a lot of other 46-year-old men, uh, mainly that I get, uh, I've started to pack on a little, little padding around the belly. Now, yes, I still have a very small waist, and so um, I'm able to hide it really well, but the love handles and um, the padding up front, I just haven't really liked that much. It's different than what it was when I was in my uh, late 20s and early 30s, and um, to me, this just, uh, it's not acceptable. And so if there's something that I can do about it, then I want to do something about it. And so I've been doing some research. I've been doing, I, I think I've talked about maybe intermittent fasting before. Uh, I have done intermittent fasting for a couple of years now, uh, maybe, yeah, two years and change. And it's done really, really well. What I've decided though is that I just eat too many calories. Uh, when I do eat, it's just too much. So even if I skip breakfast, then um, a couple hours down the road, I start to eat again. And I'll usually eat a very large meal for lunch and then another very large meal for dinner. And so that hasn't been enough calories to make any, any difference. Now, when I stop doing um, intermittent fasting and I start eating breakfast and I continue to eat large lunch and large dinner, well, that doesn't help anything. And so I actually start putting on weight even faster. Now, one thing about me that I was never really, uh, I, I never really would expect is that I can fluctuate in uh, weight and in total body fat percentage pretty dramatically. Uh, at my highest, I was probably 15 to 17% body fat, um, which again, for me, I'm, I'm a, a slender frame, I'm small. Um, I am quite muscular though, uh, but all my muscles very lean, uh, but I can hide fat really well. And so, especially around the midsection, which is where I tend to, to put it on, uh, midsection and then the face. Uh, so if uh, I had a, uh, one of my friends tell me recently, you've been, you've been losing weight, you look thinner in your face. And I'm like, oh no, that's exactly what I don't want. But that's kind of what, uh, the, the way it works for me. So uh, I decided to do some research and I started looking at uh, some different books because I'm very much, uh, that's, that's how I learn. I learn through reading and listening, especially to audiobooks. And so I've usually got uh, one or two or three self-help books going all the time, in addition to the other stuff that I do, scriptures and that kind of stuff uh, in the mornings. And so, because I do a lot of that uh, uh, audio as well, uh, even though I do read, I set aside some time to, to read a physical book as well in the mornings. But uh, this particular book by Alan Carr is The Easy Way to Quit Emotional Eating. Now, uh, I really like this because I heard about uh, Alan Carr's books on a Joe Rogan podcast when some gal some comedian was talking about quitting drinking she said she read the book and she's never even had a desire to drink again and i thought that was really really interesting because we talk about this addiction um, mentality this this addiction uh kind of paradigm it's really really hard to break an addiction and so what you know information could i intake that would help me remove an addiction you know because i believe that i am addicted to food i love food i love comfort food i love eating uh, I'll eat just to eat. Um, and so that's how I get a lot of calories. Uh, plus, I love every bite because I love the, the taste of food. And so going through and wanting to make a change like that, 
that's what I decided to. So I, I, I looked into him. And there are some other things. There are some other books I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, do in the future as well, uh, because it's not really the book itself, and it's not. It's not the food. The problem is not the food. And that's really the important thing that uh, that they get across in the book. Now, I first of all, I highly recommend the book. If you want to just go out and start it, start it right now, that's what I recommend. I don't even re recommend listening to me about it if it's something that you want to pursue. Just order the book either on uh, paperback or whatever uh, or audiobook and just start going through it because it makes a ton of sense. And I really, really enjoyed reading it. I remember I went on a, a six and a half mile run and I, I, I listened to it the whole way up and the whole way down. And it, it was really, really uh, good, uh, informative to me because what it does is instead of teaching you that there are good foods and bad foods and there's sugar and fat and calories and we already know that stuff. Did you know that you already know that stuff? <laughs> Um, fats not as good for you. Uh, proteins good for you. You know there are a lot of different a lot of different things we already know. Uh, this is not to, uh, not to convince myself of any of that information. Uh, that stuff I, I'm already well aware of for many many years. And so how is it though that people can make a change and actually change their life uh, just from reading a book? And it's very interesting, uh, really, what it comes down to. And so I don't want to divulge everything in it because there are certain there's a certain order in which you need to receive the information because you need to process it and it needs to make sense to you for you to say, you know what, I really don't need this anymore. I just don't need it anymore. Um, I believe this is harming me more than it's helping me. Now, as a spoiler, I am going to kind of let out of the bag the underlying premise. And that's that the reason that we crave things is because, well, we obviously have a reward center in the brain. The reward center of the brain is that's where our addictions really uh, get held onto. We have a stimulus that the brain loves. And so it says, I want that again. And so it's going to incentivize you to chase down that stimulus again, whether it's food or whether it's drugs or alcohol or pornography or on online gambling. It doesn't matter what the uh, what the addiction is. Your reward center is going to hack you. And so it's going to make you pursue whatever it is that gives that the stimulus that it wants. Now, I don't know if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. Um, and so really the, the core understanding is that I don't need the food to make me feel better. The food, <laughs> taking in the food that I know is bad for me is causing the problem, not the relief. And so we often think that, yeah, let, let me just go eat that ice cream. It's going to make me feel better. No, that's what that's what's causing the problem in the first place uh, is your desire to have that. And so once you see that for what it is, that's your body hacking you and uh, getting you to do something that you don't even want to do because you know how you feel when you eat that garbage. You know, I, I like ice cream and I'm not saying don't eat ice cream, but if you're doing it strictly for comfort, then obviously that's the wrong reason. Same thing as any other addiction. If you're going to go to drugs or alcohol or gambling or pornography or whatever, those things are, they, it's all the same thing in the brain. It's activating the reward and pleasure sensor in the brain. And so your brain is making your body do what it wants to. And as soon as you understand that, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be a slave to my brain. I want to be the one in charge. So I highly, highly recommend it. They're, the way that they go through it, now the, uh, the Audible version is, is really interesting because it's uh, a little English gal. <laughs> and so you can tell you it's an English author because he talks about sweets and sweet, sweet shops and that kind of stuff. And so uh, it's, it was a very entertaining uh, listen for me. 
And, you know, the physical book would be really nice because you can make notes and stuff in it. Uh, and I plan on going through it again because I, I typically do that. I'll wait two or three months and then go through a book again that I find uh, particularly valuable. But I see people come into my office all the time who are not happy with where they are physically. A lot of that uh, it comes, with, comes from self-esteem and, and those kinds of things. And I know that there are people in my office who want to lose weight. And there are people who get on that treadmill where it's just, yeah, I, I had willpower and I fought really hard. And then uh, the weight dropped off. And then I was like, oh, good, I can reward myself again. And they start packing it on. Usually they end up heavier. And so if it's a, a weight thing, fine. You know, if mine was not a weight thing. I wouldn't mind being a little bit heavier um, since I'm such a small guy anyway. I ended up losing weight as the pounds have, have uh, fallen off of me or as the fat has fallen off of me. Uh, but that was not my goal. My goal is to get lean again. And so I can, you know, I can continue to be active, um, you know, and uh, feel like I can be comfortable in my own skin like I was back in my uh, 20s and 30s. So that, that was my, uh, my impetus for, for wanting to make the changes. But the really interesting, about it, interesting thing about it is that it doesn't just apply to food. If you take the same things and apply it to other areas that we have addictions, that we have, you know, these uh, predispositions to go and chase down this particular thing because it gives us comfort, then we can apply the exact same reasoning. That stuff is not the cause, it's not the cure, it's the cause. And so once we once we realize what it is then we, and see it for what it is, then it's, you know, that's masquerading as our reality, where in reality, we hate ourselves when we do those things. You know, I don't like it when I go to bed and my stomach hurts and I've, I've eaten too much um, or, you know, whatever other thing that uh, uh, that the addiction is, whether even if it's caffeine, it's like, oh, man, I drink another Coke today. I, I, now I can't sleep or now I feel really bad because that was my goal uh, to stop drinking caffeine. And so there are lots of different ways that this can uh, that this can be useful information. And so um, and I'm, I'm going to go into uh, more detail in, with another book that I, I found very, very uh, informative later on. Um, but that's that's my new favorite book is Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Quit Emotional Eating. So I'll put a link uh, to the Amazon page down below and uh, uh, check it out. It's really, really interesting and it will change your life if you want it to, if you want to stop uh, you know, this cycle of, of uh, particularly with this book, eating a lot, feeling bad about it, feeling like you're a failure, feeling like you can't get anything done. No, you're doing exactly what you've chosen to do. You just have to give yourself the proper motivation to make the decision easier um, and not rely on willpower because willpower is great, but there is a finite amount of it. And that was interesting research as well. And so we eventually run out of willpower. Willpower, it's a real thing. Uh, we only have a, it's like a gas tank of willpower that we get once, a, uh, you know, every day or every week or whatever. And so, yeah, highly recommend checking that out. Now, I'm going to step away from that for a minute because I think it's, uh, I want to address a couple things. Uh, this uh, pandemic has been going on a long time and I get a lot of questions. Now, this may, be, may get me kicked off of YouTube or whatever or disciplined or something like that. Uh, but I've been asked a lot because I'm a natural health care provider about this vaccine and about uh, the coronavirus and about, you know, breakthrough cases and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, there's no real easy answer uh, to all of this. Uh, people have made it really, really easy saying, you know, 100% do this, 100% don't do this. Uh, but I think there's there are more nuanced uh, ways to approach this. And so in particular, I've had people come up to come up to me and say, OK, I, I am a member of the predominant faith in the uh, uh, in the in the region here in, in Utah. 
And so uh, people will come to me and say, yeah, what do you think of the first presidency's letter, you know, advocating for people to get the vaccine? And what I, my go-to answer a lot of times has just been, you know, that's, uh, I appreciate that that's their opinion. Um, I had a conversation this last Sunday with, uh, with a gentleman, um, and this is not the first time I, I've heard this, and, and it brought my mind back uh, to other conversations that I've had previously. But this particular guy, uh, he came up to me and said, uh, so what are your thoughts? And I said, well, that, you know, what I just told you. And he said, there's a, a gentleman that, uh, that has been very interested in this because he doesn't feel like his health is, is good enough to take the vaccine. Now, there are people where that is absolutely the case. They need, it needs to be done on a case-by-case -case basis. And so he's, this particular other gentleman sent a letter to church offices, uh, you know, addressed to the first presidency. And the response that he's gotten, and this is uh, similar to other responses that I've heard, is that instead of relying solely on the letter that the first presidency sent, uh, they counseled him to re uh, review the prophet's uh, counsel and uh, basically his guidance to start seeking personal revelation. And I thought that's a really great inspired answer because this is not, <laughs> there are mass vaccination campaigns going on, obviously. A lot of propaganda, and that's what it is. Propaganda is not necessarily evil, uh, but that's that's what it is. When every news outlet, every you know celebrity, every uh, talking point is all about pushing this thing. That's propaganda. And so there's a huge uh, propaganda uh, uh, campaign going on pro-vaccine. And so getting to the point where socially uh, it's unacceptable to be unvaccinated, socially uh, people are, feel, feel good about bullying other people into you know, uh, making a decision that, uh, that they don't feel is right for them. Um, and so we have to take a lot of that information into, into consideration. Now I pulled up in fact, I'm going to see. Oh, where, oh shoot! I don't know where the other, where it went. Okay, so I pulled up uh, President Nelson's talk. Now, this is actually uh, this is I'm filming this right before General Conference weekend, October 2021. Um, it's October 1st today. Go October! But uh, this was uh, was given to us in April of 2018. So this is his very first address, I believe, as as the president of the church. And the talk is called Revelation for the Church, Revelation for Our Lives. Now, what he says is our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. But in coming days, it will not be possible to, sur to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses. Yes, the very longings of your heart. And then listen. Write the thoughts that come to your mind. Regardless of what others may say or do, no one can ever take away a witness born to your heart and mind about what is true. I urge you to stretch beyond your current spiritual ability to receive personal revelation. Now, this, I think, is the most important part of this. He says, I am optimistic about the future, but I am also not naive about the days ahead. We live in a world that is complex and increasingly contentious. The constant availability of social media and a 24-hour news cycle bombard us with relentless messages. If we were to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. Now, I'm not accusing anything of being necessarily um, philosophies of men that attack truth. Both sides could 
could use the same argument against the other. And so that's not what I'm advocating here. What I'm advocating is that every person needs to take this as an individual. First and foremost, my policy is personal medical freedom. If someone's going to try to force something on me medically, that's when I'm going to start fighting. If I have the option to do it, great. Then I will make the decision that I feel is best for my family and myself. But that's that's where I feel most strongly is, is uh, the opportunity to have uh, independent medical freedom. And so when I see stuff like this and when I hear from, uh, hear from other people, uh, it doesn't really matter what my opinion is. So to anyone else at least, uh, it's only to myself. Now I've gone to great lengths to inform myself. I know a lot of the science behind how the vaccination works. Um, I know, I understand, I've, I've taken a lot of science courses, people, I'm a chiropractor, but that doesn't mean I don't know science. And so what we need to do is understand and continue to work to understand the benefits and the costs of, of every intervention and uh, feel out if those things are right for us or our families um, as, we, as we try to navigate this crazy world. And this is a crazy world right now. So that's kind of what I, where I stand on that. Now, this is the first information that I'm going to publish um, with my opinion about uh, coronavirus, anything to do with the coronavirus or the, uh, or the vaccine. Um, so if you have questions, if you have, uh, you know, concerns or critiques or criticisms or, you know, anything else, please let me know. I'm open to those things. Uh, I'm, I'm open to an honest discussion about, uh, about truth and about real science. Um, so anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have a great day. And, uh, if you need to contact my office, uh, real easy to find uh, numbers 801-762-6940. You can also email, uh, timviewreception at gmail.com, uh, for an appointment. If you need to get in touch with me, my personal email is dr. Dr. As in dr. Dr. Spencer Erickson at gmail.com. Um, or you can just leave a comment down below. Anyway, I hope you have a great day and we will talk to you soon. Thanks.